profile on Praise Junction. But that is when I got to know Christ and I also got to campus. Bringing you real people with real stories. But still you cannot undo what happened to me as a child. And a real God who brings real change. I had that conviction. If I serve him Kabisa diligently, he'll supply all my needs yes. according to his riches and glory. Profile on Praise Junction Show. Listen and live.
amen and amen. If God is for us, who can be against us? No one indeed. Mm, beautiful song by Cassie J. Playing right here at Top FM Listen and Live. My name is Grace Mutiso. I hope now my guests are set. Uh, the Vincents, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can, we can hear you ah, now. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm happy you're, you're in. How are you doing? We're fine in the Lord. Yes. Thank you so much for having us today. Amen. Amen. You know, we uh, I've been teasing and telling my listeners, your story is a story of God's healing, miraculous healing. I, I want to give you a minute or so to introduce yourself. Uh, who you are, what you do, where you mm -hmm. serve, then uh, we can we can get back to you. Thank you so much. Um, we are so glad and privileged to just to be uh, here today. It's by the grace of God. Uh, can I say our name? My name is Pastor Vincent Otieno, together with my wife Patricia S. Otieno. We thank God we are pastors in the ministry. Uh, it's quite a journey. Uh, we pastor a ministry called Mana Christian Fellowship Church in Katani, Machakos. We cannot say that we are out of Nairobi. We are at the airport. And uh, we, we bless God. We thank God. Amen. Yeah, mm. so we are just here to our stories, the way God has just uh, fought for us, he has laid us, and sometimes we were even in positions where we don't know how to trust him, but anyway, him being God, he has taken us this far, and we just want to thank God. I just pray that we shall be blessed today by what God did to us in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. And well, let's start with Pastor Patricia. Uh, how was it growing up, and how did you give your life to Christ? Uh, I grew up as uh, one shy girl, very shy. I couldn't even participate in uh, discussions in school because I was completely shy. I couldn't talk uh, before people, but I was that one calm girl, Sikwana uh, Mengi, and just, I, I think, I can't say that I was the favorite uh, of my parents, but somehow, uh, I didn't have issues growing up. And so one thing that stood out in me when I was growing up, I used not to feel sick, to fall sick at any time. I was one person whom my mother could come and tell me, Patricia, I want to give you this chloroquine. Why? Because you've not been sick. So I don't yeah. want that any sickness to come. And so I was that healthy girl. I was that shy girl. I was not born again, but I was not doing wrong. <laughs> so I was just a good girl growing up. And I thank God. I never experienced peer pressure in any way. I feel God has always been with me through my journey. And one day when we were in Acacia in our home church, I come from Bungoma, the western part of Kenya. And one Kesha of 31st December, that is when I gave my life to Christ. And it was just like, uh, if you've not given your life to Christ, you don't need to come to the front, just say that prayer after me. So we were those shy people who could not go to the front. We said that prayer at our seats. Uh, and I believe God heard it. 
and he saved us where we were. So it has been quite a good journey with the Lord, and I thank God for his mercies upon us. Amen. I, I, I've, I've just noted that you've said growing up, you never felt sick. Your mother had to, you know, to give you chloroquine. As a precaution to Jipanga, just in case you fall sick, vaccine, chloroquine, we'll get to that. <laughs> Pastor Vincent, how was it for you growing up and how did you give your life to Christ? Wow. I think my story is quite um, interesting. When I was growing up, I've been uh, raised by, I think, a different part of the family. Uh, after my dad uh, is late, uh, I've been raised Kidogo by my mom. She's single. And then Kidogo, I've been raised by my grandparents. And um, I think being raised by my grandparents, that's why I came to you know, learn quite a lot of things. Uh, my grandfather was... Uh, a musician, these guys that used to play rumba those days. Mm. So, in the in the <laughs> house, we'll have all sorts of instruments, and most of the time, he will carry me at his, uh, you know, palm, uh, and we will just have a chat growing up. And I came to love music. So through music, there was a crusade in our estate, and there was this group from Uganda called Hudson. I don't if I don't think if they still exist also. And I came to like the way they used to play music. So I just found myself in the crusade and I, I fall in love with these guys. And the preacher said, uh, who wants to give their life to Christ? And I just found myself giving my life uh, to Christ. After that, it went and went. You know, at the age of 16, I joined the worship team. I was the only teenage. Mm. And the worship team was full of, you know, wamama uh, nawaze. <laughs> so I will produced sopranos together with other ladies. And uh, I think it was quite an interesting way of growing up. Uh, just like my wife has said, uh, I've, I've not experienced a uh, youthful life whereby, you know, you, you have to experience this other side of the world. Mm. But mine, it was just more of a Christian life. Uh, being raised, if, if you don't find me in, in school, you'll find me in church. If you mm. don't find me in church, you'll find me at home. And I think uh, will, uh, I will encourage parents to uh, raise their kids in such a way that they are being protected. When mm. they're at home, they're protected. When they're in church, they're protected. In school, they're protected. So that they may not be able to experience this other side of the world. I, I think for, for me, it has been so interesting. Mm. Uh, to the point of uh, people will call me uh, Kijana Muse because ah. most of my time I will <laughs> associate myself the pastors, yeah. <laughs> you know, not having that good life. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad to have that youthful life, but I think to me it has worked a way out for, for me. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Two different, yeah. extreme different, you know, backgrounds growing up and the Lord has brought you together and you're serving together as pastors. Now, your story is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Pastor Patricia has been in theatre eight different times and she's alive mm -hmm. so i'd love us i'd Amen. love you to you know just to take us through what happened you know in the eight different steps. let's start at the beginning so you get married how did you meet <laughs> uh, pastor vincent where did you meet this beautiful girl <laughs> <laughs> it's so wonderful i i must say god answers prayers <laughs> 
Uh, of course, there's that period that uh, as a young person, you'll go through dating. Mm. But, you know, dating does not, at the end of the day, uh, distinguish that um, you automatically get the right person just mm. like that. No. Uh, you'll have to go through praying to God. I remember when I was in church, there's a specific corner. You, you know, in church, everybody knows themselves. Yeah. There's a specific place you'll always when you're asked to pray you'll always find yourself at a certain place roaming around or kneeling down i found myself in a specific corner and i was praying and i was very specific i told god i want this specific kind of a woman number one <laughs> she has to be uh from uganda if not from uganda she has to be related uh from uganda reason being i went for a mission in uganda and the way i was treated with the you know people in uganda Pastor. an old <laughs> an, an old lady uh served me while kneeling down you know mm. she was very old i was mm. like oh god what a humility mm. <laughs> so that is number one mm. <laughs> number two uh she has to be of course uh, God-fearing. Number three, she has to be a giver because, you know, to have a wife and you're a minister, you have to have someone who is a giver. When you say we want to buy a speaker, you know, go for it. If we want to do crusade, we go for it. She will not be like, no, you know, we don't have resources, stuff like that. And uh, she has to be, of course, uh, a woman of substance, a woman who is learned, you know, and I really thank God. And God answered the prayers. Yes. Of course, when I connected with her, I was training a worship team in their uh, local, uh, church. local church in Bungoma. Then, we met. then I were in the process of teaching. I saw somebody entering, you know, my class and I, <laughs> I had to stop first. I was like, who is this? <laughs> Distracting the and man I of said, God. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, wow. The teacher. The teacher is kind of okay. So that's how we, we connected. And um, afterwards, after the classes, we didn't even uh, take each other's numbers, but we just said, okay, by faith, we will connect again. Okay. So she was coming back to Nairobi. Mm. Mm. So we, we, we came back to Nairobi and I... Of course, we connected here in Nairobi, and mm. uh, we, the rest is just part. Ah, uh, yeah. Amen. You know, it said the shorter version is the man's one, the ladies is the right one, and a longer version, Pastor Patricia. <laughs> uh -huh. yes. So what What made you say yes? Do you have all those qualifications? Uganda, uh, number one was must be a Ugandan or related. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to us. Yeah, my mom is By the way, my mom is a UG. She comes from Uganda. I think I'm educated. Yeah. I can say I'm a giver. <laughs> I think God answered him and I thank God. But uh, when I saw Pastor Vincent at that mission, uh, okay, my heart, my heart was at peace. For once, I asked for his number so that he can come to our, our Nairobi church to train. But the ladies who had his number refused to give me a key or oh, yeah, grace. Oh, yeah. So I came back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I told God, if there is any strange number that will ring me between Sunday and Tuesday, I will pick it. 
Believe you me, he, he called me on, 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 a, on a Sunday, okay. on a Sunday afternoon. And it's like, it's teacher Vincent, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is how it started. And now we have two kids. Yes. We have a church running. Yes. We're just blessing the, the Lord. Amen. Interesting. So for young people who are listening to us and you're single, you're wondering, God, how do I get the right one? Nice tips there for you. So let's get to your story. Um, oh you know got married settled down and you desire did you desire to have children like pop or how was it as you take us through the journey of god rescuing you eight times as you went to the theater pastor patricia mine was a story mine was a story of uncertainties and as i told you earlier i was never sick in my childhood i was never sick in my teenager until when I got married. So when I got married, there is this season where I could have very painful cramp pains. And I know some ladies understand what I'm saying. You have very painful cramp pains until the joints, even of your of your uh, fingers could feel the pain. I could always look for three days off work every month until I knew that everybody knows my times when I was on my periods. And so because of that, I felt, ah, it's not it's not just okay. I went to see a doctor and the doctor, the first doctor I went, they didn't see anything. So I went for a second consultation. The second consultation, and that is only the Jan Feb. I think I think January or February, three months down after our our, our wedding, only the doctor to tell me that I have fibroids. And oh. so I was like, no, this is fibroids. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah, I'm just testing marriage. You're told you have fibroids. And so I had to look for a good doctor for advice. So the first doctor that I had is a very good doctor who is now my doctor up to today, a gynecologist. And at the end of the day, he told me, we don't want to remove the fibroids. Can you try and get a baby first? So when you come to the liver, we can just do a CS and you remove the fibroids. And at that time, for the, the few people that I had shared with that I have fibroids, they had so many myths. Oh, if I have fibroids, I will never conceive. If I have fibroids, I, will, I should not go for an operation uh, for them to be removed. Because if I'm operated on, I will never conceive. And so I said, we, we, we discussed with my husband and we told ourselves, we are going to trust this doctor and we're going to work with him regardless of what people are saying so we went with his decision ah we we conceived like immediately mm. because i was in pain desire was to get that baby so that i get these things out of my uterus and then i just i, I just continue with my good life that i used to Kumbe, that was my journey of theater after theater complications after complications but the lord has always been seeing me through and so here we are we have conceived we are so happy only to discover that the fibroids were very big i had five of them inside my uterus five of them and so when we went to the doctor i started bleeding only to be told that the fetus is shrinking so the baby is dead and Matthew, that thing happened in around March, April. During that season, we usually have the Mother's Day, if I can remember. It was during the Mother's Day, that season when I lost that baby. So when I went, the doctor said, we need now to remove the baby. We, don't, we need to, to clean your stomach. And then we remove the fibroids. 
So I went to theater the first time. They washed my uterus and the process that they usually do when you do a miscarriage when it's still very uh, small. And so I was rescheduled to theater again after one month. I went back to theater to do the now the major surgery to receive uh, to remove my fibroids. So at that point, I saw death, Grace. I mm. saw death with my eyes, and I feared theater. Tell and me. And up to today, I've never used to. So at the end of the day, uh, he took us in again, and he told my husband, now we have to go to theater because we were also uh, confused. People are telling us if we go to theater, remove these things, we can't be having a baby. And if we also don't remove them, it, I might remain in pain for that long. And during that season, my, I remember my mom calling me and telling me, oh, happy Mother's Day, my daughter. Even if you've lost a child, that shows you're still a mother. I tell you, that was the first time I raised my voice to my mom badly until I cried to God for forgiveness. Because it was so bitter in me until I told her, how can you tell me happy Mother's Day and you really know very well I've lost my my, my child. So I really cried on the phone. And then she she calmed me down and told me, oh, Pat, I wish I could have known. I thought for me telling you happy Mother's Day, it could give you hope that you could one day give birth again to a baby. So we, we left at that. I asked her for forgiveness. Now we are in theater one month down. Yeah. That took more than five hours. And I can tell you every theater seasons, Pasi was with me except one, which I will tell you later on. Mm. So on that time, when the fibroids was removed, Pasi was sitting there for five hours, not knowing if I will come out alive or, or, or just come out dead. And at that time, I didn't know because when now the surgery was over, when I was taken to recovery room, I could not recover. I could not come back to life the way the doctor had maybe purpose according to anesthesia and the anesthetist. And so at the end of the day, the doctor, I could hear the doctor calling me, but I could feel that my soul leaving me. So I could hear by far the doctor calling me, Patricia, 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 I'm not responding. But now I want to tell him that I cannot respond because my mouth is dry, extremely dry. You guys joke with saliva. Hey, live, live until when you are dry, you can even die. That thing means a lot to us. And so I don't know where my strength came from. And that is why I always say it's God. And that doctor, I believe God led him to understand my communication. At that time, the doctor, when he called me again, I, 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 I found myself lifting the index finger. And then I pointed my mouth. I don't know how he understood. The, the other thing I could hear at my subconsciousness was, nurse, nurse, bring some water. She, she brought uh, two bottles of water. Uh, you see the eardrops, the yes. bottles like the eardrops. Yes. Two bottles. So he opened one, he pricked it, and then he just dropped on my mouth. Only three drops I opened my mouth. That is how I could have gone. And that is why sometimes you find like somebody has fibroids, you go to the hospital, you go to theater, and you don't come out. The devil is always there to see if I can take this life away, but God is also there to see I can still fight for you to get out of this theater. Okay. I always tell my God, I always, I always tell people that if God has communicated to this doctor to understand my language 
and drink that water. I think right now, Grace, we couldn't be in the studio right now. True, true. I hear you. And let me go to Pastor Vincent before we get to, to hear the news at noon. You know, you're, you have a new bride. You Ooh. know, God has answered you, given you the wife you prayed for. Three months into the marriage, you are told she has fibroids. You need to get a baby quickly. Mm-hmm. Baby comes, baby goes. Wife has to go. All these things are happening. What were you telling God and, mm-hmm. and, and what made you stay there? Because you've had cases of men running away, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it is by grace of God. And um, I would want to encourage somebody out there. You know, when it comes to love, you don't love someone because they are okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to love someone in season and out of season. That's what the Bible says. Eh? And uh, the Bible says that we should be prepared always, in and out of seasons. And I think uh, for us, every season counts. And uh, they always says when you see you are engaging into a tough moment, uh, it simply means that uh, your future is brighter. Mm-hmm. So I was not disturbed, uh, even though maybe uh, kind of a way you could have stress, of, mm-hmm. especially when she was in the theater and I'm out there alone in that <laughs> waiting room, you know, <laughs> just walking around about, don't know what to do. And, uh, you know, praying some crazy prayers before mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. That's the moment you, you, you're talking to God like you are seeing him face to face. That story of Moses and God. Mm. And, um, you know, you could hear people talking inside, they're calling us, you know, you're like, okay, what is not happening? Mm. So for me, it is, um, uh, I, I came to learn that uh, when you fall in love, uh, uh, when you fall in love, you fall in love. It, it doesn't matter. And uh, I, I always tell people, uh, dating life is dating life. Marriage life is marriage life. Mm. Uh, dating life, you can pretend. When it comes to marriage, you have to walk with uh, your partner. The Bible says, till death do you apart. You mm. know? So mm. uh, it was yes, but uh, because of that grace and mm. love, I was mm. there holding on. Amen. 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 So, Pastor Patricia, in a minute, so th- that one is over. You go there, operated on, fibroids out, you're well. Then you have to go back to theater again for the second time. What happened? Now, because I was so desperate to have a baby, and the doctor told me, after this operation, it's so major, please stay for six months and above for you to conceive. Grace, I conceived after one month. You. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, no, no, I need a baby, you know? Yeah. So we were even afraid of going to the doctor that we are pregnant. <laughs> mm. But we had to, we had to because we saw that we lost the first one. Now we want to even be more cautious at the end of the day. So we are here now one month after the surgery, the pain is still there, the wound is still fresh. And so we are here to the doctor again. We are pregnant. And he's like, wow, Patricia, now what do we do? This one you cannot see, uh, what do we call the, um, this labor pains. Yes. He said, I'm going to give you up six weeks. You come, we remove the baby safely so that we also take care of you at the end of the day. Now I had to go to theater after uh, 37 weeks. I went at 37 weeks. That is how I find myself again to theater the third time now. 
And how was the baby this time round? Ah, the baby was awesome. Her name is Hefi. She's now uh, six years old. I went in at 37 and everything was just done so good. But now the healing process took even longer because it was just a wound on a wound. I had not really healed uh, very well, especially the internal part of it. And and that is why even up to today, Grace, many people think I'm still pregnant because mm-hmm. I've gone through so many surgeries with my stomach until uh, there's nothing much I can do because the moment you try to take care of the body, of the stomach, you do exercise, you do this, you start bleeding battle. And people think that I'm still pregnant, but it's just that whatever I've gone through has made me to be the way I am. Mm. And I, I just appreciate myself the way I am. Now, baby, number one came, yes. and I became a real mother by mm. the grace of God. Amen. That is how God... <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I want us to pause here for a break, and when we come back, we want to, to hear the story of the remaining around six surgeries that you you had to go mm-hmm. through we are posing at a point of victory god has answered your prayer has blessed both of you with a baby girl mm-hmm. uh, who's six years you've said i'm hosting pastor vincent and patricia our guests today on profile uh they are pastors at mana church and we just bless the lord for them if you have any question or comment remember we'll be looking at them in the next hour the sms line is 20933 that is 20933 you can also whatsapp us the sm uh the whatsapp line is 0717400 triple five that is 0717400 triple five you can get us on facebook twitter and instagram the handle is at hop fm live mm, we'll be getting uh two check your questions and comments on those platforms. This is Profile on Praise Junction Show. My name is Grace Mutisel and thank you so much for keeping it right here. Remember, there is more that is coming up. This is Profile. Real people, real stories, real God, real change.